Hello, hello. Today, I want to share with you a productivity routine that I seriously never skip. This is part of my routine that helps me have so much more ease and grace every single day, every single week, every single month, every single quarter. I've been using it for the last 10 years. And I want to share that with you today because I seriously, I never skip this productivity routine. It is key to my success. And I want to give it to you today so that you can integrate it into your life and your business, primarily into your business. I'm also going to share five ways that you can customize this for you. I don't want you to start listening to this because some of you are going to tune out when you hear this initially. I don't want you to think that you cannot do this yourself because you can. So listen into the whole episode. I'm going to lay it out and then I'm going to give you five ways to customize this for yourself. So what is this productivity hack, if you will? It's not a hack. It, it, it is a gem. What is this productivity gem that I use daily in my routine? It's giving myself time. I create time for myself. Now, it's a very specific type of creating time. I'm going to go through all the details of this, but it is specifically around creating time to do the deep visioning that I need to do and the deep work that I need to do on my business rather than in my business. So let's talk about the difference between on your business and in your business. In your business, I love the in my business activities as well. In my business is doing the coaching for my clients, having client meetings, having meetings with my team, having meetings with contractors, having uh, team meetings about projects that we're doing. This is working in my business. This is the, the tactical, technical things that I show up to do both as the, the leader and CEO of my business so that's, I need to play that role out and I need to do the client execution work because that is still a big part of my role. So as your business grows, your role will change. Absolutely. A hundred percent. What my role was even earlier this year is different than it is right now. It is constantly evolving and as many of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while know, I talk about firing myself up. So I'm constantly releasing roles in my business and taking on more and more of what only I can do and, and releasing that more and more without, without abdication, without just like saying, I, I don't care and it's up to you. I, I do this in a very systematic way. So that's working in your business. It's the, the things that your role will, requires. Now, working on your business, there's some crossover here when you're the CEO, founder, uh, visionary, if you will, of, of your business. On your business is the big vision work that you have to do. And some of that big vision work is still, for me, execution work. Like I'm thinking through how 
a transition is going to be made and I'm you know, writing that up for my team or I'm giving direction on some aspect of my vision that I want executed. There, there's communication there as well. So it's the big visioning and that work that I need to, to hand off. Okay, so this is, this is the time I create for myself. Now, some of this, now let me put a little caveat on, on, on this. So 80% of it is the on the business work that I do in the time that I create for myself. And I'm gonna walk you through how to create that time. 20% of it is I'm working in my business. I will happily admit there are times where in that created time, I am like getting ahead, if you will. Like I'm returning the emails, I'm following up on the different Slack messages. I, I am doing the project management of, of the business in that time. But I do make it a focus and a clear uh, decision to primarily focus on that CEO visioning, that founder visioning, that, that business owner visioning, and, and the work that I need to do, do there. The other thing that you need to know is that the, the in the business, the office hours, the coaching, the interviews for new hires, the team meetings, the Slack channel, all of that, right? That is a different energy than the CEO visioning energy. There's different energies to different types of work. And a really big part of this productivity gem that I'm giving you is that you wanna do different types of work that require different types of energy at different times. Now, you might be someone who doesn't like all day to be the same type of energy, but you need to have chunks of time that are of the same type of energy. Otherwise, you're doing something that's called context switching, and well, it's akin to context switching. You're, you're switching the context of what you're focused on and it's a different kind of energy and you have to align with that and that slows you down. Okay, that slows you down. So although I do this CEO visioning and creating time for the big projects and working on my business every day, and then later in the day, I do other types of work, they're at different times. They're not all mishmashed together, okay? And I'm gonna tell you why that is. Now, here's the big thing. Some people during the middle of the day, during traditional work hours, they can pull out and turn off their notifications and shut off from their team and not respond to anything. And th their business is set up in such a way that they can do that. My business is not yet set up in such a way that I can do that. We're heading in that direction and we keep iterating on this. So for three days out of the five-day work week, I am in client meetings, uh, various meetings with contractors, interviews for hiring, all sorts of meetings. My days, Monday through Wednesday, tend to be back-to-back -back meetings with some breaks in between. And in those breaks, I'm responding to questions regarding projects. So our Slack channel is very active and we we need to keep the projects going so i'm responding to what i need to answer and to give insights do i ever pull out absolutely if i do a vip day with a with a client i am not in my slack channel and that's a a, a chunk of the day 
if I am doing a strategic planning intensive for our mastermind, that's a good chunk of the day. Uh, it's an all day thing. I am not in the Slack channel. Okay. So there are exceptions to that, but uh, regular day, I am, I have meetings and then I have this responsiveness that I'm in. That happens during the middle of the workday. And if I am trying to get my big project work done during that time, I'm setting myself up for failure. Now, I do block times off on my calendar if I feel like I need extra time for that. And generally speaking, I have two days a week later in the week where, you know, that's, that's an evolution that allow me to do some of this stuff during the standard, you know, work day. But I have, and I'm serious for the last 10 years, have been carving out time in the morning for myself to do the deep project work, whether it's um, laying out a plan or thinking or the mindset pieces or the, the creative thought work. You know, the, the, my best podcast episodes are birthed at, in these early morning hours. So I function better when I have that quiet time to myself. And the, this, is, this is super important. And it's not that I uh, don't take time out in the middle of the day to rejuvenate. I do, but fundamentally I understand what's required of me to run the business. So I set myself up for success around this. So how do I actually create this time? How do I actually handle this so that I can do the, the visioning and the, the immediacy and responsiveness and being available for decisions with my team? Well, I wake up really early. I wake up between 4.30 and 5.30 every day. And I create three to four hours in the morning just to myself. It's quiet, well, just myself and my dog. He's usually asleep for most of that time. And then he wakes up and he wants some love and attention. And, and you know, we take a little break for that. Uh, and, but I wake up between 4.30 and 5.30 every morning. I don't use an alarm. I don't like that um, jarring feeling of waking up to an alarm, though there are different uh, ringtones now that help with that. Uh, the only time I set an alarm is if I have to catch a flight and, uh, but, but that is really my, my alone time. Now, here's the thing. I love my sleep. I am not cutting corners on my sleep. And here's why. Not only do I not function well without having seven to eight hours of sleep, I get cranky. I don't treat people well. I'm like a little uh, snappish and I, um, I don't feel good and my brain doesn't function as well. In addition to all of that, which should be reason alone, if you are tracking how much sleep you need and you're honest with yourself, you should be recognizing what amount of sleep you need is. For you, it might be six to seven hours. It might be nine to 10 hours. Know what you need, okay? So for me, I need between seven and eight hours to feel my best. In addition, if you allow yourself to get overtired, what happens is your subconscious programming gets to rule the roost. 
your conscious brain gets tired and cannot make conscious choice decide differently in contrast to what your subconscious program is saying to do, but consciously, you know, to do something different, you're not going to have the stamina, the wherewithal, the energy to make that conscious choice. So you just run the program, which may not be generally isn't conducive to moving to the next level. So sleep is huge. And, and here's the thing. This means if I'm getting up at 4.30 or 5.30 and I want between seven and eight hours of sleep a night, this means I'm going to bed somewhere in the range of 8.30 to 9.30. And I do that religiously, you guys. I, I'm like, I have a really strong circadian rhythm and I, I just love that. And I don't have any problem being someone who goes to, to bed early. Now, I just recently in the last few months heard an interview with Sarah Blakely, the billionaire uh, founder of Spanx. And she talks about this too. She, like when she was dating her now husband, uh, she was in Las Vegas. They went out on a date and she was like, okay, see ya. That was a nice dinner and went to bed at nine. And he was like, who is this woman? We're in Las Vegas and you're going about at nine. But she had a vision for herself and she knew how she functioned the best. Now, do you like if there's a big gala, do you not go to bed uh, at, you know, 11 or 12 or whatever? No, you, you can make exceptions to this. But generally speaking, on the daily, I'm going to bed early so that I can wake up and do my visioning, do my deep work do that quiet alone time work that is so required to scaling your business. Otherwise, you are just in reactive mode. You're just on that hamster wheel of never enough and you can't, can't keep up and you're just trying to get ahead by reacting, which there is a time for that. You, like I was saying, I do respond to my, my, my team when I'm available. I try and get back to them as soon as possible. When I'm not, I don't. So my mornings are spent in bed, in my bathrobe, super cozy with my laptop, with my coffee and my tea uh, and my water and my dog. I beat the sun, I get up early and there's no one interrupting me. There's no interruptions. I have quiet time, I have peace. It sets a tone for ease and grace for the rest of the day and if, perchance there's someone who is up that early, I just don't respond. This is my time. Okay. This is my time. So I get, I get this time and guess what? I get stuff done and it feels amazing. Now, let me talk about what I get done. Oftentimes, and in the beginning, 10 years ago, when I started this practice, much of what I got done first was mindset work because I would wake up anxious in the morning and I felt like a tiger was chasing me and there was so much going on. In fact, I was waking up in the middle of the night, right? Like there was anxiety and like stuff that's happening. Now I'm a good sleeper. I, I rarely wake up in the middle of the night with that racy mind. Um, it happens maybe twice a year. And, and if that, okay. And so, but in the beginning I would wake up and I would do my mindset work. I would feed my mind with uh, reading things. I would uh, really do uh, process work, managing my mind. I would take myself through particular thinking sequences to get my head right and my thinking 
locked in. I would study the laws. I still do a lot of that, but not like I did 10 years ago when I was really immersing myself in this material. Now I do it uh, without a doubt uh, when I need it. But in the beginning, that's what I needed all the time. And let me just say, I study every day. It's not always in the morning. Okay. It's oftentimes on a walk, listening to an audio. It's oftentimes in the evening reading. Okay. But in the morning, I used to do mindset work first, and then I would get a bunch of action done. Um, so I still do some mindset work in the morning. I set my intentions in, in the morning. I look at my goals in the morning. So I'm doing all of that during this time. And then I get into action because guess what? Action is a bomb. It solves so many problems. Okay, like getting the stuff done instead of complaining about it in your head or, or being worried about it in your head, just getting it done is like, ah, oh, what a freaking relief. So I do that. And before I face my calendar for the day, before I face clients or team, I've already been successful. I've already accomplished so much. If I got nothing else done that day, it would still be a huge accomplishment, okay? A huge accomplishment. So I, I make it work by going to bed early so that I can wake up early. And then I also do not have any calls before 9 a.m. in the morning. That's my schedule. It's sometimes, not, I like it better at 9.30, but nine is the earliest time. No calls before nine. That means that I have a chunk of time and then I can get dressed without being crazed and, and be present and prepared for my first calls at nine. Now, this suits my energy patterns. Does it suit your energy patterns? You've got to look at this, okay? One size does not fit all sizes. I will tell you that by and large, most successful entrepreneurs that talk about their routines like this, talk about being morning people, beating the sun, getting up early, getting like really like putting in the, more hours than other people by doing that early morning uh, work. Nine times out of 10, it's in the morning. There is the rare exception or uh, the one out of 10 and I'm making up those, those percentages, but fundamentally I hear morning, 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 morning. So I, I'm grateful that I'm a morning person. If you're not a morning person, know that there are some night people that do this, but that means that in the evening, you're not watching Netflix and you're not just taking care of your kids and then exhausted in front of the TV. You are actually carving out that three to four hours to, for yourself. If you get a second wind at that time and you want to like shift your, 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 your schedule that way, do it, make that work. Okay. But you also have to recognize how much sleep that you need, right? Like you can't go hard in the evening and then shortchange yourself sleep. We, we talked about how that is really not conducive for making good decisions for yourself and for your business. And if people rely on you for their, for their income, you're going to want to be the best you possible, right? If you're running a business, show up, really show up in your best state. So given that you have to decide what are your energy rhythms? What is your timing? 
on, on this. And don't do both. Don't do morning and evening. I know that there are super duper go hard people out there that work 18 hour days. I'm not one of them. And I haven't seen this with a rare, rare, rare exception work where someone really doesn't need more than six hours. They don't have kids or they have a partner who's doing all the kid work and they can really go 18 hours. That's a rare exception. Okay. My advice to you is choose either morning or evening. Don't do both because it leads to burnout. And remember, use this time for that needle moving action. In the beginning, that was my mindset work that was going to move the needle. I needed to really get a grip on how my mind worked and, and managing my mindset. We talk a lot here about like managing your mind to manage scale, to manage your income, to grow your business. Because if you don't know how to think accurately, you won't be able to grow your business as quickly as you want, okay? With as much ease and grace as you desire. So in the beginning, I really did a ton of the mindset work. This reduced the anxiety and, and really, really helped things. This is not the time to do the piddly action. Don't waste this precious time on returning uh, emails and um, small questions that people have that seem easier to handle, but aren't the big work because you can do that in the middle of the day. That's the, the, the energy and the type of work that's great for the middle of the day. So don't do that unless, here's the one, one caveat there, unless you have such a backlog that it's creating so much anxiety that you can't think about anything else. I would encourage you to expand your capacity to handle that, that anxiety to like go, okay, yeah, I know I have to do that, but I'm going to do it later. And, and to be able to expand your capacity around that so that you're not in such a reactive mode all the time. I use this time to do creative writing that, like I mentioned, my podcast concepts come out at this time of, of day and I write out my notes and I think it through at that time. It's when I'm like been the most creative. Uh, I used to use this time to write long posts for social media. Um, so, so you can use it for creative endeavors, the content creation that you want to do in your business and your marketing. Uh, and so as you can tell, this the, what I've used this time for has shifted over time. That is fine. You can evolve this. You don't have to have it be one size fits all for the rest of your life. It has evolved for me because I'm evolving. My business is evolving. And what worked for me a year ago doesn't necessarily work for me now. What worked for me 10 years ago is not what I need right now. And, and you have to recognize this. I've used it for meditation. I've used it for walking or running. I go through cycles around these things. So know what you require in the morning. And by the way, when I say that I've used it for meditation or exercise, it has not been that alone. I've also done the, the deep thinking work on my business at that time. That it, So that is just something you wanna make sure you're using it for the right things here. Okay, so how do you make this concept of creating time for yourself your own? 
I have five tips for you on how to customize this. And let's begin. First, something we've already talked about, you wanna decide whether it's gonna be morning or evening. Make a decision about that. It works both ways, but the key here is to give yourself time. Decide how much time you're going to give yourself and, and decide whether it's morning or evening. So step one to customization, morning or evening, make a choice there, that's step one. Step two is before you say it's impossible to create three to four more hours in your day, for you as a CEO, for your life and for your business, I want you to realize that you can't, everyone can. It is not impossible. Everyone is busy. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. You do need to make choices. So this is what I call putting a demand on the universe. I'm going to do X. Okay, I'm gonna create three to four more hours of creative work time for myself daily, okay? So I'm gonna do X, how is that going to work? How, how, but you ask it from a like a, okay, so how is that gonna work? How am I gonna do that? How do I go about creating three to four more hours? What is the way? And you ask it from a place of expectation that you can do it, not that it's impossible. Like how the heck is that ever gonna happen? So really, uh, look at that. Okay. So then once you make a decision, you need to create a support structure that works. So here's the thing that doesn't work. You have kids, you need to spend from five to eight with them. And then you say that you need to spend the next part of your evening with your partner. And then you're going to do work from 10 to let's say one on your business and then you're gonna wake up again at six to wake the kids up. That does not work. That's insanity, okay? That does not work. You can do that for a short period of time, but it's not sustainable. So once you decide that you're doing it in the evening or you're doing it in the morning, you have to create a structure for all the, the things that are potential roadblocks to success there. So then you start thinking, what are the roadblocks to success? Well, in the scenario that I just put together is I'm trying to do too much in the evenings and it doesn't work for getting up early and, and going to bed late. So I either need partner to take the kids in the morning so that I can stay up with him or her and have my mornings to myself and someone else runs with it, or we get a mommy's helper or, or something. Okay. Or you time shift. Maybe you do both of those things, but you don't start your business day until say noon and you have from nine to 12 alone and you don't open, you don't respond to your team. Uh, and you don't have meetings except from 12 to five and you just put some limits on it, but you have to make decisions. You can't say, I'm going to not change the inputs and get different outputs. It doesn't work. You'll, you're gonna set yourself up for a lot of pain and struggle. So you have to think through, what are the solutions to the challenges that doing this uh, creates? And knowing that if you really want it, there's always a solution, there's always a way. 
own that and act on it. Okay. And you're going to want to act on communicating this, bringing the people that need to know in on this. That means life partners. That means kids. That means team members. Uh, that means blocking it out on your calendar. Uh, if someone else books things for you on your calendar, you, you really need the, the structure. And of course, going to bed earlier um, has been a game changer for me. Okay, step four. If you can't create three to four hours, start smaller. Start with one to two hours and build up. You will love this. You will love this. Okay, step five. Trust yourself to know how to use the time. Now, caveat on this, I am, I've gotten really good at knowing what the needle moving action is. If you don't know what that is, write it down the night before or write it down the morning of if you're doing it in the evening so that you know going in what it is that you really need to do. But trust yourself to know how to use the time, okay? It doesn't have to be the same way every day. And it certainly doesn't have to be the same year over year, right? Like I've evolved what I've used this time for. Um, and, and I've changed it as my business has changed and evolved. Trust yourself on that and use it for reconnecting with your intentions and your goals and use it for those needle moving actions, including the visioning uh, pieces. If you've loved this and you want to download uh, the worksheet that we put together on this that walks you through the customization uh, process that I just did, we have that for you. You're going to want to go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash E315. And you'll find a link there to download this worksheet that we have for you that will help you work through how to customize this productivity gem for yourself. I hope you enjoy that. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Be unstoppable. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.